Good afternoon. It is noontime. You are listening to Radio A1A.com and the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live. <laughs> Keep working that underneath already, man. I tell you, he can't wait. You know, He's a hungry radio yeah. guy. It's like the horse in the stable before the, you know, <laughs> before the <laughs> Churchill Downs. Trying to, trying to get through the gate, is that it? Mm. So, uh, you are listening to uh, the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live. Please check us out on Facebook. We'd uh, like your approval there as uh, the rest of the world seeks your approval on Facebook as well. So that's the true power of humanity now, whether you like things or not. Your measure. You know, it's it. How many people have liked you? Maybe I should get off Facebook, you think? It <laughs> <laughs> might be a good idea. Uh, thanks to uh, the ladies of Sunshine Title, Ginny, yes. uh, Irene, and Pam, at Al. Uh, no surprise closings there uh, for many, many years, and they do a heck of a job. We have one uh, coming up. Yes, uh, we as do. As a matter of fact, with Sunshine Title. And I'm telling you, man, right down the line, always on the easy. money. They, they do. They just make Not- it easy. It's awesome for that. So you got to love it. Uh, on the other side of that coin, before you uh, go to the closing table, you need to borrow money if you're going to buy that home, most likely. Uh, and uh, right now, we kind of like the folks at Center State Bank. Uh, they're pretty good at that whole thing. Uh, lots of portfolio money available and, you know, uh, real incredible benefits mm-hmm. for first time home buyers. Yeah, their, their programs are really. Uh, Amazing. Awesome. The people, we were just discussing that with someone recently, mm-hmm. is saying, you know, there's so many great programs. I mean, it's almost to the point where they're paying you yeah. to take a loan Which because of all the incentives they got. Unheard of. Yeah. But, you know, may, it makes me a little idgety, as a matter of fact. <laughs> we're going to pay you to borrow money. I, like, <clears throat> what? You and know. especially down here is that they do have really creative and open-minded underwriters. Absolutely. So when we're looking at mobile homes, which yeah. down here is a you know a pretty big factor, still a big part uh, of the deal. Exactly. Yeah. Not a lot of lenders really will even consider mobile homes. Well, and you know the lend uh, the land lease thing that applies mm-hmm. to a lot of them as well. And you know we've uh, found people to <laughs> sure. lend money in those situations quite well as many places like Silver Shores. Silver Shores, to right. say the least. So uh, a couple of new people that uh, are sort of hovering around out there right now thinking about coming on board ken nyman east coast mortgage lenders and robert klein yeah robert klein from prime lending cool so you know uh, we'll be hearing from them down the road marshall walker yes h and r block is time. coming back on with us and uh, he's uh, got the h and r block up above the Publix uh up there at about one or one point nine trade winds plaza trade winds plaza there mm-hmm. you go so uh you know we'll uh, we'll be hearing from him as well and it is tax season, folks, so whether you like it or not, uh, it's season season, mm-hmm. too, so uh, you can already feel that in the air. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, the humidity came up yesterday. Oh. I walked out of the building. It was just like, oh, man. Okay. But it was a good water day. Of well, course, I couldn't get out on the boat, but it was nice and calm, and it's, it's great to be having those opportunities to be on the water when everybody else is in snow. I think there are little people. Going through the docks, and and if they see a boat parked next to your house, they're going right. to go over there and mess with it because they don't want your butt on right. the water. Exactly. They want you working, right? So you know, I prefer them working too. Yes, but, exactly. You know, I got no control over that. You no, know, I have a little whatever. person. She's about four foot nine. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those uh, of you who have met Michelle, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Boy, and you know what? I wouldn't cross her. <laughs> no way, man. I'd keep working, keep that yeah, one happy. There you go. You better believe it. So uh, we have, I think, what is going to be a really fun and a very informative show today. 
and generally two words that don't seem to go together in this world of ours today. But, um, you know, uh, Susan McCary is one of the reasons why I wound up at American Caribbean, which, you know, uh, and Joy looks at me every now and then and goes, really? Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and likewise. Yeah. Susan looks at you every <laughs> yeah. once in a while and goes, really? Really? <laughs> and uh, I know likewise as well, because yeah. when I came down here, Susan was one of the few people that I knew yeah. from back uh, working on the mainland. Yeah, I mean, right. and, and how many years in the mainland were you selling real estate? Well, I sold in the mainland from 1974 to 1999. Couple. A couple so, of years. A few years. years. 25 years, okay. Years. And then she came down here, folks, to uh, pretty much uh, show us the way things going to be. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, you know, an absolute font of knowledge, common sense, uh, all of the things that uh, I it just, you know, I haven't been able to stump her in almost five years now, which is pretty good. You know, I mean, that's a long run with, uh, you know, stump the band. And, uh, you know, Susan's just done a hell of a job. Susan McCary, thank you for coming yes, on the show thank today. You. Oh, it's my, it's my pleasure. I, I love talking about, you know, it's interesting. And I'll just tell you a little bit about how I actually got in the real estate business. Please. Um, I married while in college and then moved around quite a bit. My a husband. A child bride. A child bride. <laughs> I was married at 18, had my first child at 19, my second child at 21. Wow. I did not (laughs) work. I was what you would consider back in those days a corporate wife. Uh, You could eat off my floor. My -hmm. husband could bring a guest at any time. Anytime. And there would be food on the table. Uh, When I turned 30, I gave great consideration to going back to school. Sure. But I didn't know how I would feel about it. So I decided, talking with my husband, that I would go get my real estate license. So I went to Miami-Dade, because by that time we were living in Miami, and I went to Miami-Dade, took the real estate class, got my license, and... I wasn't going to do anything with it. My husband <laughs> and my now what do I do? And my husband said to me, "Why don't you try working?" <laughs> oh, Moriaski, yes. you know. <laughs> and why don't you use your real estate and see if you like it? I and if you I don't, always like Ben for a reason. <laughs> and if you don't, then you can go to college. But I had no idea what I wanted sure. to go to college for. So that's when I started in real estate. It was March 14th, 1974. Wow. And I've never looked back. Now, you were still in high school, right? <laughs> Me? I was... 74? Uh, no, not even that high school yet. Wow. No. You punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 74. I was still in elementary school. (laughs) I was busy avoiding the draft. Yeah, yeah, no, I was still in elementary school. I have to tell you, half the people in my office, I'm not sure, were born born when I I started. You gotta love that. But it it was a love born almost instantly. I used to dream about real estate transactions. I had an incredible first broker. He knew a lot about numbers. And I learned the 
how numbers are what makes everything mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Yep. And so that was a great learning experience. Well, these were good dreams, in other words. Oh, not yeah, no, it being was being chased it, down it, the street, street by paper clips and no, it was, you know, adding it was machines all, with lightning bolts or anything like it that. It was so. all good. And then I had the opportunity. Uh, I also was friendly with a broker. His name, and, and you've probably heard this name before, Michael, um, Alan Jacobson. That was my mentor and idol for many years. Uh, Alan, to me, is just the end all be all. Okay. Alan was my instructor in real estate school that the board held. Mm -hmm. And he was very brilliant. And he had the opportunity later on to work with who is considered one of the biggest gurus in real estate, and that's Tommy Hopkins. Oh, wow. And even I know that name. Tommy was amazing. And Alan is the first person, his people did what we call farming. Mm -hmm. And it's still used somewhat today where people work either geographical um, locations or they work um, people. Right. And so that was very exciting, too, because well, I got to see the beginning of that and the consistency right. of working certain areas. Yeah. Michael and I use a combination yeah. of that. Yeah, Actually, exactly. we've target marketed certain subdivisions uh, throughout the Keys, uh, you know, for direct mail and that type of thing. Plus, God knows the you know list of our sure. own personal contacts is right. a mile long here. So, yeah. And then at one time I worked for what was considered at, the, at that time... In the Miami area, the most, the greatest real estate company, and had the majority of the luxury market, which was the Stadler yeah. Corporation nice. back then. Okay. Back then, sure. So, and now, of course, in Miami, it's um, EWM, Berkshire Hathaway, and those um, people. But there's been a lot of changes over the years. But for all the changes. It is still a contact sport. It is still people-to-people business. And no matter how much marketing, no no matter what you do, you can't get away from being... You got to be a people Good person. With people. Well, you know Absolutely. the thing that I find it's really interesting, Susan. You'll, you'll know this too because we know a lot of the similar people. And like I said, I owe my real estate career to Alan Jacobson. Really, it's amazing that with all the technology and everything comes along, and everybody says, "Well, because you and I both started when there was the book, before there was the computer, before there was the MLS," and everybody would say, "You know, this is going to put the folks who did that." out of business. This is going to take mm. that person out of business because the young, smart people are going to know the technology. The funny thing is, is you've been in business for as long as you are and you're totally successful today. I, myself, people like Rob Phelan that we used to know on the mainland, uh, Joanne Foster, uh, Joy, our broker, is another example of that where if you develop those skills, that's really what carries you on. It isn't, and now everybody's freaking out about Zillow and online things. It's being able to adapt, and I think that's one of the things that you've really been able to capitalize on through all these years is that knowing how to adapt, but also having the core foundation through the training that you have. And I know that's one of the big things for you is you love training. Well, that's been, I always tell people my uh, vocation is real estate, but my, I'm sorry, my occupation is real estate, (laughs) but my vocation is coaching and training. Sure, and that's where your heart is. I really really enjoy watching other people succeed and bringing them up. And I have had the privilege of training some of the most successful people all around the state of Florida. 
and it's a pretty love, good buzz, isn't right? It? Yeah. And I and I love it. You know, when I was in high school, I wanted to be well. The first thing I ever wanted to be was an architect, <laughs> but I wasn't good at math. Mm. And then the second, so I went. I wanted to be an interior designer, and I wanted to go to Rhode Island School of Design. Nice. I had it all planned out. All right. Until the day my parents came and had a meeting with the headmaster of our school. <laughs> and the headmaster said, Susan is a natural-born teacher. Don't let her go to college for something she can do, even back then, right. online for um, uh, six months yeah. and get a certification. Sure, sure. So my parents forced me to go. <laughs> To school in Troy, New York, which is the coldest place I've oh, ever goodness. lived. And um, so that lasted for a good two years, and I ran away from being a teacher forever. So, um, but then what happened 25 years later in 1985 is I got to become a trainer for a large real estate franchise taking over for one of the best-known real estate trainers in the world. <laughs> Little me. Yep, handed a hot plate. <laughs> nice. Following along, and the greatest joy of my life is when one of his daughters said, you're a better trainer than my father is. <laughs> but anyway, so I've always had that. I'm what you call an idealistic real estate agent. I have always believed that there is nothing in life greater than my integrity. And my honesty, and I may not put together uh, the most amount of transactions, but the one thing I know that is everybody I've ever had a transaction with um, came out on top. You know, Tony Montana had a way of saying that, <laughs> but I'm not going to repeat yeah. it here. So you know, <laughs> I come into this life with two things, and I don't break them for nobody. And you know, and then, but the integrity is is absolutely key, and I think that's one thing that this gentleman and I have tried to uh, work with: integrity and service. You got the right you know? salsa. Yeah. <laughs> nice. How did I know he was going there? You know? <laughs> but it's true. Get up in the uh, helicopter. I never like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Good enough. Good <laughs> Let's not go any farther with it. Thank you. But I mean, yeah, really, the the integrity issue, Susan, is something that I, I think a lot of people that you've tried to train over the years or worked with, you know, I know you've seen it. And that is folks that come in, nothing but eyes on the prize, money, 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 money. You know, and there is so much more to that. I mean, I get an incredible amount of pleasure and real joy from putting somebody in a home. You know, I mean, it is the biggest single purchase you're going to make in your life. You know, first home, second home, third home. I don't make it, it yeah. doesn't make any difference to me. You know, the bottom line is it's the biggest purchase you're going to make, you know, and, you know, I want to be there, A, to help you find the right place, B, get you financed and taken care of. So C, you can walk in, sit down and say, this place is mine and that ocean view is mine too, you know. Thanks. I mean, that's awesome, man. Yeah. There's nothing that feels better than that. And that's what we live for. Yeah. You, you know, if you're going to be in this long term. The only step be beyond definitely. that, very long term, the only step better than that is getting somebody in their first home. I mean, that's just that just brings a smile to my face every time I think about it, you know. I mean, it's... It's the coolest thing in the world. Look, I tell you what, I mean, I'm really grateful again that you came on the show today, and I want to get to it because we're going to talk. This sage, wisdom-bound woman here is going to tell us uh, her insights into the current market because there's much that has changed, mm -hmm. 
And there's a lot that people need to know, and she's one of the people who's going to help us figure it out. Absolutely. Harry, we're going to take a break. You're listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live. We'll be right back. Check us out on Facebook. Hey, y'all. This is singer-songwriter Jesse Rice, and you're tuned in to the Trop Rock Music Association Station of the Year, Radio A1A, music for your road to paradise. If you're a realtor, or if you're buying a home or selling a home, maybe you're thinking about buying a piece of land to build on. One thing you need to consider in any real estate transaction is title. You want to be sure there are no surprises ahead. Getting clear title and title insurance is the one and only job of Sunshine Title of the Keys. Sunshine Title for escrow, closings, and title insurance done right. Call Ginny at Sunshine Title, 305-451-0032 today. Hello, this is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate, and I'd like to be your Florida Keys Realtor. My motto is service, plain and simple. And whether you're buying or selling property here in the fabulous Florida Keys, let me help you navigate the complex seas of real estate transactions to achieve your goals. Be it a traditional sale, short sale, a foreclosure, residential or commercial, put my nearly 20 years of experience, expertise, and success to work for you. Please call 305-439-7730 or visit my award-winning Florida Keys Real Estate and Lifestyle blog at The Real estateconk.com. I look forward to working with you soon. Hi, Harry T. Hello, Mayor Gonzo Mays. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Uh, Do you know what I'll be doing Uh, on March the 1st? I have no idea what you'll be doing. I'll be traveling to Tampa, Florida for Music on the Bay. Oh, man, that is the Famous mm-hmm. event, five years award-winning mm-hmm. event. fundraising, yeah, bad boy, bad boy, music all weekend long oh, yeah. to benefit the Shriners Hospitals for Children. Wonderful charity and Radio A One A broadcasting live right there. I'll see you there. This is Radio. This is Radio A One A music for the road to paradise. Welcome back to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live uh, Service of American Corporate and Real Estate. Yes. Would Only you? because uh, Joy still lets you and I work here. <laughs> exactly. And two offices to serve you. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Isla Morata, Key Largo, and what else is there, quite frankly? Exactly. Uh, to quote uh, a famous person from the Keys, uh, I only know it's there when I fly over it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy, I tell you, you know, it takes all kinds to make up a chain of islands. That and, it does. Inhabit them, and oddly enough, uh, they survive. Mm-hmm. You know? So I always like that island of Dr. Maru. Oh, what a great movie that you is. Ever, you ever think that maybe they can just kind of <laughs> lay the idea of that yeah. over the keys and yeah. see where it goes? <laughs> just a thought. <laughs> not, not too far off. We uh, owe a debt of gratitude today uh, to Susan McCary for uh, blessing us with her presence. Uh, Thank she you. is probably one of the uh, most knowledgeable people that I know in this business and, uh, and maybe in the business of life as well. Yep. She's gone, gone out there and lived to turn her two, done a few things, raised a couple of good kids, got a good husband. You know, all the above. Which I think is one of the things 55 that... 55 Congratulations. Congratulations. Last week. Wow. Good for you. But I think it's one of the things you also train people is not just about real estate, but it's about a life balance. Because yeah. the more balanced your life, the better the agent you're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It works. That's a fact. So, you know, keep your, keep your life in order and your career will come along. 
you know, I believe that's up there with free your mind and your bottle follow, right? Something like yeah. that, yeah. So kind of the way it works. So, you know, we I, I wanted to bring Susan on today to talk about the real estate market. Yeah. She was in uh, South Florida when Andrew blew through Miami. And, you know, uh, no pun intended there, folks, but these huge storms not only erase portions of the landscape, but they, they change the way we do business they change uh, what uh, folks coming from out of town are looking for. You know, the kind of the overall from 20,000 feet changes consistent or yeah. uh, considerably. And, you know, I mean, Susan, if you were, you know, to compare Andrew, 92, to Irma, you know, 2017, a, a number of similarities, a number of irregularities, what's what's different? What do you see? Uh, between the two storms? Well, actually, there's there's quite a bit of difference um, as I see it. Uh, Andrew was uh, ca- catastrophic in quite a few areas. In Miami, in Homestead, yeah. for sure, yeah. and relatively small mm-hmm. in the Keys, sort except of, for Ocean Reef. Right. Ocean Reef was hit quite hard. Yeah. Um, what happened with Andrew, because there hadn't be, ever been anything as big uh, before, everybody was totally focused in the Miami area right. on just getting their repairs. Right. In Homestead, it was, what do I do? Right. Do I leave? Do I stay? Right. Do I rebuild? And a lot, a lot of people left. Split. And it took... A good twenty years to get Homestead back rebuilt, and and still feeling its repercussions. repercussions. Still, so um, that was that was Andrew. Um, What I see with Irma that makes somewhat of a difference, and we're not feeling it as much up here as you probably would be feeling it in Big Pine and some of the lower keys is that um, after Irma, there were a whole lot of, there was a lot of Ford going sure. on. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a lot of people coming in, buying places for cash because they knew people wanted to leave. They right. were scared. And there hadn't been as many weather storms like we're seeing right. now or fire. Because now we're seeing, we're seeing fires, we're seeing floods, we're, you know, we're earthquakes, seeing the earthquakes nine nights, yeah. and everything. So it becomes, where do you go? Sure. But in Andrew, it wasn't like that. So we had a lot of people that um, came along, cash, leave, and Hit that, mm-hmm. that yeah. was a part of yeah. it. Yeah, right. We didn't have the building codes we have today. Well, I was just going to so ask you about people, that. Yeah. So people rebuilt very, very quickly mm-hmm. because the new laws were being put into place. Right. And they weren't really put in retroactive. They were being put in for the future. Right. So that was another bad thing. We had a lot of shoddy building going on, you know, repairs. Yeah. Now, here after Irma, the one thing that I think is very important for everyone to note from Irma is that this was a statewide storm. Oh, yeah. It hit every corner and the middle of our state. So what has happened here, people are thinking, 
Well, I came to Florida. I really wanted to live in the Keys, or I really wanted to right. live in South sure. Florida. But here I am in North Florida because I was concerned about storms and right. things. Well, now there's no need to be concerned anymore. Point. <laughs> so <laughs> what we found... Subtle. Yeah. So yeah. what we found after Irma, especially here in the upper Keys... Yeah. It's that we've had quite a few buyers, oh, yeah. and they're buyers from within the state right. who want to live in the Keys, and they're willing to pay the price, and they're willing to suffer whatever the sure. weather brings. Slings in and arrows of outrageous right. fortune. Right. There you go. So you're not finding a lot of people leaving. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, what has happened here in the Upper Keys is it's been a little bit slower, mm-hmm. but now that high season is here and we've had lots of um, snow right. and cold mm-hmm. weather up north, yep. even with the lack of hotel rooms, we're still having a good season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now we are having some people from out of state who are buying. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's in itself, and I just want to sidebar here for a moment, that, you know, um, the vacation rental market is off the hook right now down here. And and actually, that has impacted our market as salespeople, because people who are going to sell are pulling their homes back off the market, you know, because they know they can rent them right now and make a bundle. And they want to make that money without having to make any major decisions. Right Mm -hmm. on. Now... The lower keys is a bit different. First of all, not everybody has settled with insurance companies oh, yet. That's, that's to come. Um, and that is going to have a tremendous, tremendous impact on yeah, what's well, going to happen yeah, no question on, about it. on the downside. The lower keys is looking probably to a 10-year recovery period. Yeah, I would think so. Um, so that makes it a whole different story. Okay, now I want to put long- this in front of the two of you. Okay. Right. What is it that is going to make that 10 years necessary? Why is it going to take so long to recover? Number one is being paid by the insurance companies. Yep. Okay. And whether or not these people have the money, the gap money in between. To recover. To recover. That's one of the biggest things, I think. Right. Second will be how helpful will lenders be in helping people rebuild with some gap having to be covered. Understood. And that's all money talks. That the businesses are slow. Right. um, And because it's going to take a longer time there, whether or not they're willing to withstand that uh, change. Well, what, Michael, what Susan just you... yeah, what Susan just said to me is the number one issue is because a lot of businesses in that area were impacted. How soon can they revamp so that a they can get their workers going and that Correct. they can make money? And it's a it's a trickle down thing. If they're not open, then or not at their full speed, right. they don't have the staff. The staff isn't getting paid. Those people can't either rent or own in that area. And that's right. precisely what happened in Homestead. Is you had so many businesses, not only homes, but businesses that either pulled out, folded it up, or folded yeah. it up, yeah. or or what have you. So now you didn't have a viable economy in that right. area, 
And realistically, although it's only 35, 40 miles to Key West, it's a, not a lot of people really do commute. It's a different lifestyle. Oh, yeah, totally. You, know, you would think, oh, I'll go, go find work in Key West. Mm, a lot of people don't do that. Okay, that I can give you two examples, too, of sure. what's affecting us down here. Number one, um, we have a very popular um, breakfast location here in the Upper Keys mm-hmm. that everybody stops at because the internet advertising and stuff has really brought them <laughs> yeah, a great deal absolutely. of business. And the proprietor of that place is someone that talks to people. Oh, yeah. And what she has found is that people are staying in Miami or they're staying in Homestead because Homestead is building lots of new hotels. Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. And they're affordable and hotels down here aren't, Mm -hmm. or they're non-existent. But what they're doing is they're going all the way down to Key West. They are spending the day in Key West. Day trips. And then they are coming back up. So that's one thing. That's why some of our tourist isn't being so affected well, our yeah, tourist sure. market. Your, your, your number right. of people coming down is mm-hmm. much smaller. The other problem from the business side that speaks to what Michael is talking about is we have a very, very popular um, restaurant mm-hmm. here in the Upper Keys that was uh, virtually destroyed. Yep. Right. And um, they were a major employer. Sure. And they had a lot of business. I was there for brunch yesterday. Mm -hmm. Well, they can only serve a certain amount of people. He is losing money daily. Hemorrhaging. And um, he's not going to be able to afford to do this long term because there is, you know, a limit to, um, you know, insurance effect on business and stuff like that. Well, even FEMA is going to stop, you know, writing the checks. But his biggest problem is he is going to have to build to the building codes of today. Oh, yeah. Or he is going to have to spend a lot of money in court. Oh, yeah. Because the one thing that is different from 1992 and Irma and 2017 is in the keys is building codes. Yep. Yeah. And that's going to also affect the lower keys. I wish we and had Jim Lapino here today, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, because that's a great point that you yeah. bring up. You know, I mean, you get a place like this particular restaurant, which, you know, we can name names if we want, but, right. you know, the bottom line is uh, a great oceanside setting, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, wonderful view, but, you know, built in the island tiki tradition, right. which, you know... It, well, it, the original it, building is 1935. Right. Yeah. exactly. You know. And we have down here what we call the 50% rule. Right. And if mm-hmm. 50% of the building yep. is destroyed, you have to build up. Yeah. I don't... I'll stand on record. Let, yeah. I believe yeah. that 50% yeah. of that building has been destroyed. Oh, yeah. Even still, they had outbuildings and things like that. You just couldn't build again. No. Right. That's part of the issue is sure. all, what they had you're not going to be get permission to rebuild. Right. So that effect that's going to have a major major effect on not just him but a lot of these different sure. places that you go, well well we had this before, yeah but you're not able to build that now. No. They they've already had a situation with their out yeah. and they've been red tagged and they're going to have to build up. Yep. Sure. You know, so and that's going to take away from the flavor 
sure. that that business had established. Yeah. But the greatest thing is the amount of time it takes to do anything down here, mm-hmm. and that's going to hurt everybody. Yeah, so those are the things that I see as affecting Well, it's the a huge impact. And you know. even more compounded in the lower keys. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, I don't do everyday stuff in the lower keys, so I really can't talk to it. But I have um, a great many friends down there, right. uh, real estate and otherwise. So I'm kept pretty much up to date. But where I see we're working here probably in the Upper Keys with two years. I mean, I think next year's tourist season is going to be fine. Oh, all the, of the yeah. all hotels. of the hotels will be back on. People yeah. didn't mind taking a year break from the Keys. They're not going to find anything that's going to match the Keys with the, you know, the uh, ease of travel or anything. Sure. So right. I think for us next year will be fine. I think housing wise within two years will be back to normal yeah lower keys i do see it as a it's going to be a build out it'll be very interesting to watch you know here's a million million dollar idea for you find me a guy who can make a concrete block look like a tiki hut (laughs) (laughs) though i have i thought that was a great idea that's a great idea but you want to know the truth most of the tiki huts withstood. Well, that's the, the storm. funny thing. Is, there's a reason why. <laughs> Ironic. You know? yeah. yeah, I mean, they did. The things that we found were houses built before 1970 seemed to hold up quite well. Oh, yeah. Houses built in the last 10 years held up great, including module homes. Yes. Yep. Um, what didn't hold up so well were the homes that were built in the 80s and 90s. And that's when we had a lot of shoddy work. I think a lot of stuff in the 80s and 90s just hasn't held up well. The fashions, the clothes, the Uh, music, everything. There's so much we could do with that. So, you know, we're about 35 minutes after the hour, folks. We're going to take another break. You're listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys live on RadioA1A.com. Please like us on Facebook. We'll be right back. This is Rob Hill with breaking news in the world of medicine. Researchers now agree that listening to Trop Rock on the award-winning Radio A1A will reduce your cholesterol, increase libido and performance in the bedroom, improve skin tone, and make all your dreams come true. So stay tuned and live longer listening to Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. Let's shout out to the world today. Hi, this is Steve Tolliver with the band Trap Rock Chunkies, and it's time for the 2018 Music on the Bay, February 28th through March 4th. The five-time Trap Rock Music Association's Event of the Year will host another music-filled extravaganza featuring your favorite Trap Rock artists, including Jimmy Parrish and the Waves, Jerry Diaz and Hannah's Reef, Southern Draw Band, Jimmy and the Parrots, The Boat Drunks, Mr. Myers Band, and yours truly with the Trap Rock Junkies, and many more, plus special appearances by Coral Reefer Band members Doyle Grisham and Nadira Shakur. Don't miss it. Details and registration information can be found at www.musiconthebay.org. See you there. folks it's that time of year again you are running every which way you can and it seems like you just cannot keep up that's right it's season (laughs) not that season tax season 
Hi, this is Mark Mills. For the last 10 years, Marshall Walker and his team at H&R Block in Key Largo, you know, the one over by the Publix, well, they have done my taxes through thick and thin. H&R Block has been there for me, and they have won my taxes. Let H&R Block in Key Largo, next to the Publix, get your taxes won. The end of tax season is nigh. Call now, 305-451-2562. Hey, y'all, this is Donnie Brewer. You're listening to Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. Hello, this is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate, and I'd like to be your Florida Keys Realtor. My motto is service, plain and simple. And whether you're buying or selling property here in the fabulous Florida Keys, let me help you navigate the complex seas of real estate transactions to achieve your goals. Be it a traditional sale, short sale, a foreclosure, residential or commercial, put my nearly 20 years of experience, expertise, and success to work for you. Please call 305-439-7730 or visit my award-winning Florida Keys Real Estate and Lifestyle blog at the Real realestateconk.com. I look forward to working with you soon. This is Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. Rocking our way back into the third segment of Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live. Mark Mills, Michael Marinelli over there. Yep. And we are joined by Susan Riccari, one of our most sage agents. (laughs) Dean Emeritus, right? I was wondering what you were going to use for that. (laughs) How's he going to describe the fact that I've been around Uh, a couple of years? You know what? I'm enjoying this part of my life tremendously. Because if I'm walking down the street and somebody walks up to me and says, Hey, man, it's not all that bad. Smile. I go, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. My my husband just turned 76. Wow. And I will be turning 74 this month. Now, Ben is uh, a full-time professor. He's a... And a runner. He's a a professor at the University of Miami uh, dealing in international marketing. And yes, he still runs half marathons. He didn't start running till he was 45. Fantastic. And I Real. think he's done over 50 marathons and really? 55 yeah. half marathons. And awesome. You know, he really loves it. He yeah. runs for the medal. Yeah, that's right. right. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. It, that is the reason. So yeah. he goes around looking for where the me- best medals Absolutely. are going my, to My be. dad was a marathoner, and the same thing. And uh, so I, I know how that was. He would look for, okay, here's my age bracket. I got to go get the medal. So I know Ben does the same and, thing. And, and now he is looking to have a little bit. But you know when you're 75, you go into a different bracket. Right. Yeah. And there are going to be people that are going to be able to run better than him. And this year he did have some second places mm-hmm. and third places and I think he even had a first place so he's really <laughs> being <laughs> confronted he's with not it. happy yeah. that yeah. he has to go into another I, category I, like you say this growing old stuff ain't for sissies that's no it's for sure. not so, especially yeah. today the way I'm feeling <laughs> <laughs> mm. you know and now right, speaking of numbers uh, delicately getting back into the game here uh, our numbers uh, as far as inventory and uh, you know I guess increase in price, things like that, have really changed pretty radically. I mean, we lost almost 6,000 home sites uh, due to Irma, uh, due to the storm. And, you know, if you take just a percentage, hell, say 10% of those homes were on the market, there's 600 homes that are no longer on the market. 
Well, that's been a, you know, that's a blessing always because you always live by um, the law of um, supply and demand. Right, yep. Okay. So the fact that the supply is down keeps the demand high. Right. And therefore, um, you the prices hold. Right. And we've been very fortunate. In most of our markets, the demand um, has created a solid pricing. Right. Uh, I don't believe we're going to, in the upper keys, have a flood of houses on the market right. at distressed prices. No. It doesn't look like that. Where, again, pricing will be affected, will be down in the lower keys as homes come on board for sale. Where the damage sale, was heaviest. Where so. the damage was heaviest and where the most new homes will be built. Right. Yes. Okay, so that's going to create a price market for the new homes, and the older homes will probably see a downturn in price. Sure. Um, now, how much? I can't say. No. And it depends on how fast the newer homes come on the market. And again, as mm-hmm. we said, in the lower keys, it could be a 10-year recovery, so it may not start to affect the market for a couple of years. Right. So the homes in um, the lower keys right now that are in good condition, good location, price fairly, are going to sell. Yep, sure. Most stuff is selling. Nothing has changed in terms of what makes a house sell. It's location, it's price, and it is condition of the house. If you have a good house in a good condition and you priced it on market value, that house will go very quickly. We have enough buyers down here looking. Well, that's another number that's dropped, too, is days on market here. Right. Right. If you're priced priced correctly, that stuff is going. Look at one we did in Still Right Point. I sold that one in two days, and that was right after the storm. It was an old, uh, actually, 70s house, concrete block, handled Irma like a champ. And I had, in two days, I had a contract and a backup contract. And you're going to see a lot more of that. And I happen to be a second half of the year real estate agent <laughs> i die during season yeah but i come alive during the summer months mm-hmm. and the fourth quarter and so i had a lot of properties under contract and i had i had a large inventory mm-hmm. and my inventory has decreased decreased rapidly after the storm right i had um three properties pending at that time and only one of them backed out of the market right. because it was in one of the hardest hit Oceanside areas sure. in the upper keys. So, um, and today that might not have been the right move for those people because mm-hmm. everything's coming back rather quickly. So, you know, that there's, there's the other side of it. Um, so, our luxury market, it, and I think we're going to talk about yeah, that later, absolutely. but, but um, that has remained very strong. Mm-hmm. We've had some substantial sales here in the Upper Keys in that area. Um, our below 500 has um, been quite good. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I have found, which to me is unusual, 
the condo market tends to be a summertime sale. Right. And we're having a lot of movement. A lot of activity right now. In the condo market Mm -hmm. right now. Well, and I think that's people, you know, uh, some folks not jumping the gun, but just getting into the game, you know, and it's it's a viable alternative to. Uh, people who you know you want it all, you know. I mean, I think you look, you know, the the uh, the house on the canal, uh, water view, boat on the uh, hooks out back on the dock. You know, look, that's the dream. You know, it really is. That's the dream for the Keys. You know, that's I want to walk out my back door in the morning with you know perhaps a mimosa, get on my boat, hit the button, drop it into the water, and go out and puddle around in the water all day. What could be better? Yep. You know what could be better. Now, you know, the alternatives, you find yourself uh, something, uh, you know, a dry lot home with a great homeowner's park that allows you access to the water. Mm-hmm. That could save you $200,000 right there. You know, right. you find a condominium that offers you pool, spa, dockage, you know, uh, boat storage, what have you. You know, and you you can save money doing that, or you can spend a bunch of money doing that. So. Well, people want amenities. Yeah, amenities now, are awesome. I don't want to make it sound like everything is roses. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because it's not. Yeah. I have one area that I feel home prices will go down. Okay. And guess who owns a home in that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Would you like to hear the area? Absolutely. That would be ground level homes that are below flood on the water. On the water. Yep. Um, prices have gone down there. Yeah. And I don't know. What that'll ultimately mean, I don't think we'll know until we know what happens with insurances. Yeah. Well, but what's happening in the county is what the problem is. Right. And this is going to affect the lower keys greatly. Yeah. Well, this is like you know raising the Titanic, okay? The bottom line is you have a, a, a ground-level home that's on the water. You know, you got a dock, you got whatever... You know, and the problem is, is we've learned that, you know, uh, you can you can jeer at global warming all you want or what have you, but water levels have come up. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you were 25 feet from the water 25 years ago, you're not now. Yeah. Look at you some know? of these king, t- king tides and things oh like that. God. I mean, it's like, wow, how yeah. high it gets. I lived in an ex-flood zone in Bahia Mar at 102 and a half yeah. on the ocean side. And we had water at the end of our street. An ex-flood zone, folks. That means you're not supposed to worry about flooding. It's all good. Even the mortgage companies say, nah, you don't need flood insurance. You're fine. We had water at the end of our street a couple of years back during the blue moons and the king Mm -hmm. tides. So water levels are higher. Now, you know, somebody's going to have to figure out a fast way to get underneath the house, lift it up, and put a pedestal underneath it in order to save that. That's right up there with the concrete block that looks like <laughs> now, a Now, would hut. you like to hear <laughs> why my house was such a bad <laughs> investment? <laughs> my house is attached to a boathouse. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't raise my right. home. Right. Oh, man. So, um, you know, and that's... That is the truth, folks. But yet I'm making, you know, a a joke out of it. But in fact, the county has already sent out a thousand letters 
to people who apply to FEMA yep. for any kind of relief. Right. And if your house is below flood in any location, you are being told that you need to have an appraisal done on your house from before Irma, what the value was. You have to have an inspection done by um, uh, an, in, an inspector, yeah. a survey inspection. Right. and Or you can have the county come in, and what they're going to try to determine is how much structural damage you had, and that is going to start mounting towards your 50% rule. Right. And they are also, I heard from um, Roman Gasasi a couple of weeks ago, they're now starting to look for grants that are going to be able to help people to either raise their homes, uh, fix their homes, low-rate loans. But the whole bottom line is going to be the county is going to know what you're doing, what it is costing you, and at some point in time, that below um, below flood flood level building is going to have to be brought into compliance. Right. Well, this is a, this is an after effect of Sandy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they lost uh, so much real estate there. You know, that was that was all ground level. Yeah. There was no such thing as elevated homes in that whole district up there. And you know, I mean. They're finding that it, it, it the cost of raising these homes is insane. It's yeah, absurd. It's, it, the bottom line is take the home out, you know what? Uh, rebuild. Put, yeah, rebuild. Put in a pedestal. You can put the old home on top of it, but jacking it up is an expense that is, yeah. that's a fool's errand. Sorry, yeah. folks, but it is. And you still now, have an old home. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, why would you do this? This yeah. makes no sense. Charm, no charm. I don't give a rip. It doesn't matter to me, you know. The bottom line is we are all attached to the homes that we live in, but the idea of raising it up 12 feet, you know, that's a big deal. Big expense. Now, you know, with, uh, with, with Susan's talking about her place, you know, um, we had Cammy Clark on yeah. a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. from uh, Monroe County talking about the letters that are going out and, and, you know, trying to explain to people that, look, this is a viable means of determining the value of your home. And it's absolutely necessary because the grant money is what they're going after. They're looking to different level, uh, levels of government to help establish uh, a pool of money to help people get their homes elevated. Now, I mean, if your home went up four or five feet, even, make a hell of a difference, wouldn't it? No, I, I mean, I won't have it. Just to go, all right, my home is at 4.25 feet AE. below oh, yeah, right. Below flood level, which right. is, I think it's AE8. It'll probably come out as AE9 in right. the future. Right. So I'll only have to raise that house five feet. Yeah. Uh, again, my biggest problem <laughs> is that my exterior wall is on a um, a boathouse. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what, you know, what could be done. And absolutely, it would require, you know, some kind of grant. I'm not, my price is going down on my house. I'm certainly, it's not going to make it more valuable. It's still a pre 
Yeah, prefirm from yeah. home, which yeah. means it was built before 1974. When essentially, there's a level of protection that you have. Right. Yeah. So, um, all all of that being said, it's you know it's going to require help for yeah. anybody sure. to do it. Sure. You know, and then there's a whole nother level on that because one can't tell what is going to no, stay stay in existence anymore, especially when there's no such thing as global warming. I, I adore this woman laughing <laughs> in the face of tragedy. Yes. Right there. Like, oh yeah, you're gonna flood me out? Come on. It's like a lieutenant's Dan's mom yeah, over there here. You go. So you know, we got you know, we got just a few minutes left. We're going to take another break, and we're going to come back and talk about Buku Bucks Luxury Real Estate. Yeah. Stay with us, folks. Hi, everybody. This is Tiki Tom Starkey. Need music for the road to paradise? Well, you found it right here on Radio A1A. If you're a realtor or if you're buying a home or selling a home, maybe you're thinking about buying a piece of land to build on. One thing you need to consider in any real estate transaction is title. You want to be sure there are no surprises ahead. Getting clear title and title insurance is the one and only job of Sunshine Title of the Keys. Sunshine Title for escrow, closings, and title insurance. Done right. Call Ginny at Sunshine Title, 305-451-0032 today. First-time home buyers, you say, ah, hey, there are more of you than you know. And the bottom line is this, folks. If you haven't purchased a home in the last three years, then you can requalify as a first-time home buyer, uh, a la Center State Bank here in the Florida Keys. Now, there's a bunch of reasons to do this. Number one, easier to qualify. Number two, great rates, low down payment, and money to help you at closing. The list goes on. It's incredible. Contact Lisa Feliciano at Center State Bank, 305-852-0516, or log on to centerstatebank.com. I'm Maynard Edwards from Baltimore, Maryland, and whenever I'm on the road to the Florida Keys or I just want to feel like I'm in the Florida Keys, I listen to Trap Rock on Radio A1A at radioa1a.com. Welcome back to the program, Florida Keys Real Estate Guys, live on Radio A1A.com. Mark Mills here. Michael Marinelli on this side. There you go. And Susan McCary, just uh, a few feet away, trying to keep a safe distance from this Italian. <laughs> here. <laughs> He's a romantic. It. He's a killer romantic. Yes, yes yeah. that I am. Guilty as charged. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, big bucks. Luxury real estate. Yeah. Uh, we joined up with Christie's a few years back, I want to say now. It's been about that long, hasn't it? Mm, yeah. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, um, American Caribbean real estate has been uh, uh, an affiliate of Christie's for, for more than long 10, ten yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. But with, with the merging of uh, two offices, Mar which was more Properties in yeah, right. American Caribbean, now the whole company right. is American Caribbean. Christie's International yeah. Real Estate. I still get calls which, from Mar Properties. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So many years will, in the business. You know, um, I, can, <laughs> I can remember I one year I, I did magnets right. back from the farming days. Yeah. 
and for a real estate company I was working with at the time, and 20 years later, people still had those <laughs> oh, magnets, God. and that company was defunct. This right. one at least merged into another <laughs> yeah. one. But, still um, fun, so, you mean. So yeah. that, that goes back to, you know, old time old, things. Old school, getting the old business. Old school works. Well, both of you guys have worked a fair amount of high-dollar real estate yeah. uh, over the years. You know, I mean, in, in I like to think that, you know, and most people like to think, you know, okay, well, they got bucks. They're not affected by the storm or any of that. But that's not true, is oh, it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still it's still a factor. Yeah. And I think Susan will agree. I, my philosophy, especially when we're getting into the big bucks, let's say $2 million, $3 million up, I think we're one of the best values in the world when people are looking on that stage for that type of luxury property. Mm-hmm. When you factor everything in there. I know I had some folks who were looking at, at Hawaii, and they loved it. But when they looked and saw the ease of getting here, they saw the proximity, they saw the quality of our beaches and where it was, I ended up selling them a property on Shark Key, just outside of Key West. Well, the difference between $1,900 a square well, foot here's the thing: as I sold, I sold this know. to them for $2 million. A comparable house for them would have been about 5 or $6 million. In Hawaii. So, in, yeah. in Hawaii. So yeah. we're, we're, we're easy to get to, and we're a bargain. Wouldn't you agree? We're a bargain, but the, the difficult thing for us here in the Keys is land. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to get a big enough piece of land to make the purchase worthwhile and to build the home right. and, and everything else. We have um, one property that was a vacant lot, but it was over, I think, over an acre, and it went for $3 million, and the plan now is to build, believe it or not, a spec home that is going to bring it over $10 million. And so that's, you know, that's, that's a big thing. Um, We have, we tend to have a luxury base that runs from about 3 million to about 5.5. Yeah. We are, don't have many, many of those trophy properties that will take you over $10 million again, because of um, land values. But I will tell you something. We had one in Isla Mirada um, that was really badly destroyed by the storm, um, and but it was a home that cried for being rebuilt, and that property has gone under contract and for a very, very nice price because it had the land going with right. it. And that's what's happening. We're we're having some good sales, some good showings in the over um, million dollar, uh, two million dollar market. Well, Michael had made the comment, uh, or I think when we were uh, just before the show, that there are some areas uh, where the you know uh, luxury real estate is you know sort of cloistered here. You right. Know? We have the wonderful deal of having multi-million dollar homes next to, you know, uh, the occasional single wide with a, uh, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I, that's much yeah. to many people's chagrin. Exactly. Mostly the guy living in the single wide, <laughs> but, you know. Um, there are the, the luxury real estate zones that um, have a substantial amount of inventory right now. Yeah, yeah. Places like Venetian Shores um, uh, uh, and, and some other areas that you have some... Uh, high amounts of absorption going on, taking, yeah. a, taking a while to get done because they have an excess amount of inventory. So it's it just like I say, it behooves you to know the market. Yep. That's know the market. It, and the only way you're really going to know the market is to know a real estate agent. God, yeah. the perfect line Boy, to end the show. 
she's, she's, she's a pro. Queen of the roller derby here, I'm telling you. Uh, folks, that is it for another episode of Florida Keys Real Estate. Guys, please join us again next week. Uh, we're going to have some interesting stuff. Always do. Then. There you go. If you don't knock the microphone over. Well, you know, you try I did that earlier. I got my Gene Pitney going on. <laughs> there you so, go. Folks, have a great uh, week. Uh, we'll see you next Monday. Tropical Vibes.